This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Have you ever had to make a decision where it seemed like there was just no good options? I mean, no matter what you choose, you lose. There just isn't a good solution. Have you ever been there? Well, this is the predicament that Ezra the scribe finds himself in when we get to Ezra chapter number 10. But the mess teaches us something very important when it comes to sin, and it's worth considering today as we end our study on the book of Ezra together. First four verses of Ezra chapter 10 read, While Ezra prayed and confessed, weeping and falling face down before the house of God, an extremely large assembly of Israelite men, women, and children gathered around him. The people also wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, an Elamite, responded to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the surrounding peoples, but there is still hope for Israel in spite of this. Let us therefore make a covenant before our God to send away all the foreign wives and their children according to the counsel of my Lord and of those who tremble at the command of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Now get up, for this matter is your responsibility." And we support you. Be strong and take action. Ezra 10 is admittedly a pretty tricky passage to interpret. It records how the people of God who have returned to the land have committed the grievous act of intermarrying with the people of the land. Now this problem was centuries old. And it was part of why they were drugged into exile in the first place. Ezra 9 records Ezra's journey to the land of Judah after having been selected by King Artaxerxes to return to the land and set things in order. The king had quite generously invited Ezra, perhaps the chiefest of the scribes, with the finest pedigree and most profound knowledge of God's law. His task was to reinstate the judicial structure of Judah alongside the law of the Medes and the Persians, The king had appointed Ezra to return to the land, study and understand the law of God, practice it, and then teach it to those living in the region. He then was to appoint judges to help enforce the law given by God. This moment is an act of divine grace to be sure, as God is very clearly working amid all of this to bring his people back to the land. But this grace is evidently needed, for when Ezra returns to the land of Judah, we're about 80 years removed from Zerubbabel's rebuilding of the temple in 538 B.C. These returnees that came back with Ezra were the second of three waves of those returning from the land of Medo-Persia. And we're only talking about 80 years since the first group came back. But many of them had already remarried knowing how God felt about these unions. Remember, it was their pluralism and their insistence on worshiping idols that landed them in Babylon in the first place. And much of that idol worship resulted from the intermarriage with the people of the land. 
And God despises this syncretism over and over. God uses the image of physical marriage to illustrate how the people are walking in spiritual adultery with these other gods. Just think of Hosea the prophet. This connection cannot be overlooked. Their idolatry and their intermarriage went hand in hand. It always had. And so all the designs that Ezra has on educating the people and enforcing the law of God have now regressed substantially. It has become crystal clear where the people are in their understanding of obedience to God's precepts. Ezra has his work cut out for him. He enters the city mourning over their sin, and he sits in sackcloth and ashes, The scribe sits in public grief over their sin. In silence, he considers the people's sin for an entire day before he ever even opens his mouth in national confession. And at the evening sacrifice, Ezra finally, the priest of God, finally mourns and laments the people's sins. And as he does this publicly, apparently his grief is contagious, for his mourning leads to Shechaniah joining him in distress. His words of encouragement to Ezra to call the people to radical obedience prompt Ezra to call the people together. And so he summons all of them to convene in Jerusalem in three days. Now, if they refuse, harsh penalties will be levied. Remember, Ezra has the backing of the king to enforce such punitive actions. He says to the people that they will lose their possessions and their absence will result in banishment from the assembly of Israel. It's hard to imagine a stiffer penalty for their absence. And so as Ezra fasted, the Levites spread the word to all the exiles of the gathering that would commence in three days. Three days later, the people stand as one in front of Ezra amid a driving rain. Now, can you just picture this scene? It must have been quite a sight, because amid the torrent of rain, Ezra stood before the men of Israel and said, you have been unfaithful by marrying foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Therefore, make a confession to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the surrounding peoples and your foreign wives. Now, just imagine how this must have set with these men drenched with rain, listening to the scribe that came from 900 miles away to teach them the law. And the first thing he tells them is, you are in sin. You have broken the covenant law of God. You have intermarried with these other women. And now you're going to have to divorce them and separate yourself from them if you're going to follow God's law. It was an incredibly difficult command, first of all, for Ezra to make, and then secondly, for these people to abide by. And yet then the assembly responded loudly, yes, we will do as you say. And then they said, but there are many people and it is the rainy season. We don't have the stamina to stand out here in the open. This isn't something that can be done in a day or two, for we have rebelled terribly in this matter. Let our leaders represent the entire assembly and then let all those in our towns who have married foreign women come at appointed times together with the elders and judges of each town in order to avert the fierce anger of our God concerning this matter. Now, this result is a pretty astounding turn of events. Now, 
this obedience is short-lived, and there's little evidence to show that much of it even happened, but it is still a powerful image to consider, and it leads us with a poignant question, because there are several things that we have to consider in this chapter. When we engage in sin, there is not a good solution. While it seems challenging to sever relationships and cut off women and children from their families, this is what happens with sin. There is no good remedy. Every decision is complex. There are consequences no matter which choice you make. And this predicament is what happens with sin. So we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to make difficult decisions regarding the sin in our own lives? Do we ignore it, hoping it will go away or that it will be overlooked? God has given us abundant grace in restoring to us his promises after our captivity. And I have seen God's goodness in my own life, even in my own sinful times. I have felt the guilt that comes from receiving good from the hand of the Lord while still walking in my sin. And we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to make the hard choice to abandon what is comfortable and the consequences that may come from that decision to follow God and his leadership? These people were willing, come what may, to make the hard decision and to follow God. They were willing to cut away what might have been good in their eyes to focus on wholeness and holiness before God. They had been set apart and commissioned for one purpose, to be his people. So intermarrying with other women was like intermarrying with other gods. God saw it as adultery. In the church, we can get so focused on what is convenient and what accommodates, and we are willing to do whatever is necessary to make those things happen. But we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to do the hard work of cutting away things that we love to stay focused on the church's mission to make disciples? It's also important for us to remember that there were people who stood behind Ezra while he made this decision. It's pretty telling that they told him, we are here, we support you, you make this decision, and we are behind you. Thank God for some people who stood next to Ezra while he was making difficult decisions and confronting the people with their sin, who were willing to stand beside him and support him as he did God's work. Thank God for people that can do that. It's also important to realize that this was not something that was going to get fixed in a day. It would take time to untangle the mess that this sin had created. And they were going to have to be patient while doing that and yet still focused on making the right decisions. So there's a lot for us to consider here in this chapter. So Jesus, as we close today, help us to be obedient when you expose something in our life that is wrong. May we be willing to do whatever is necessary to walk in obedience, even if it means leaving behind something that we love. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.